Hello and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 164. Let's roll and roll. We do right into 2024. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Missed you last week. Lost my voice, actually. Needed some time off, too. We needed a vacation from the show. So thanks for tuning back in. But man, oh, man. Turns over the new year. Semifinals. Championship week. I hope all of you had a great championship week. I famously did. I did. Um, And I will say that a lot of it is luck. You know, there was a little bit of a post about, you know, whether this is all luck or how much of fantasy football is luck, how much is skill. Look, it's it's skill in the long run. It's it's luck in the short term. That's just what it is. I mean, that's I I I I, uh, made a comparison to poker. You know, in any one poker hand, someone gets stupid lucky and beat a pro. But over the course of time, you know, Daniel Negreanu is going to be profitable because he's great at the game. And that's the same thing with fantasy football. You can't take these short sample sizes and let them crush your soul. Uh, my partner, uh, you know, Chalk, who I'm going to have on the show today, had a few of those, uh, you know, in championship week. And I was like, don't even sweat it. I mean, last year, I'm, I think I'm in 17 leagues, 17 dynasty leagues. I think I was in 16 last year. I won one championship last last year i had great success during the regular season i got a lot of teams into the playoffs i had first round buys i basically lost every matchup it was brutal i got a few teams to the finals and only won one you know so it was really brutal this year totally different but you know it got me thinking when i thought about you know all of that there was a, a lot of talk about accountability our friend jordan mcnamara put out a post that you know your you know your analyst if he's afraid to be accountable to, you know, the world and tell people how how much he invested and how much he won or she won, you know, um, maybe you shouldn't trust them. And and I've had this take many many times. I've always said there's two skills. One may be playing, you know, a certain type of game uh, of fantasy football because there's different disciplines. Let's just face it: best ball, DFS, dynasty, redraft, all different. Okay, and so. Even in the dynasty streets, there's differences between leagues. You know, how do you play? Is it super flex, one quarterback, shallow league, deep league, you know, deep roster, shallow roster, et cetera, et cetera. And someone might be have a, a more proclivity to winning a certain type. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, I'm fine sharing my record. Uh, as a matter of fact, in some ways, I wonder if when you put it out on Twitter, if people think you're bragging or if it's kind of douchey to do it. Um, so sometimes I hesitate to really share too much of that because, you know, that's not necessarily what I'm doing. Check out me, man. I'm fucking awesome at this. But at the same time, yeah, there's a bit of accountability. And sometimes I wonder if my followers are just kind of curious. I think I would be, I'm kind of curious about, you know, uh, Matthew Barry. I saw he put out his leagues and I was like, man, kind of cool. I'll fucking skim through that shit. You know, I don't judge him based on it specifically or whatever, but it's kind of cool to see what kind of leagues he plays in. All that to say, you know, uh, someone else, I forget who, it doesn't matter, had, had, had sort of answered McNamara and said, oh, it was Harstad. And I thought it was kind of interesting. He had a long uh, post about it. In any event, he, he was kind of saying how some people just don't give a shit. You know, you can play in 
some some of you all listening to me right now, listening to this show, and who are totally into dynasty might play in two or three leagues for very minimal money. So it's about the competition. It's about the fun. It's about how the gameplay works. It's about making trades, drafting players, competing against longtime friends. That's what it is for you. And then there's other who are maybe in 50 leagues and they're looking to spend as much as possible, trying to find the highest stakes possible. And so this information is, is literally they're looking for profit. They're playing in thousand dollar buy-ins as many as possible. Some people are leveraging fifty, hundred thousand dollars a year into their fantasy leagues or more. Uh, those are two different human beings. Those are two different, you know, they're digesting this information in different ways. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to judge whether you should play one way or the other, but I think that the information is here for fun, but it's also here to help someone kind of dominate, win some money. Uh, I certainly did win some money this year. It was great. I'll share it if anybody gives a shit, but ultimately, you know, I won money because we think we have a good process and that's what I'm constantly talking about on here as well as a lot of bullshit and sarcasm and fun because that's what it's all about. But right now I've got chalk coming out. We're going to talk about, you know, the maybe some of the accountability stuff and all that, but we're going to have a fun show where we talk about the year in review and looking forward. And so we're going to have a pretty deep conversation about who we thought the kind of fun stuff, you know, who the MVP of the fantasy dynasty fantasy uh, season was who the all-stars would be if you were to make an all-star team for the 2023 dynasty, dynasty fantasy season, and more shit like that. And uh, let me bring out my man, Chalk, my my partner here at the Undroppables. Mr. Chalk, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Happy New Year, man. Thanks for having me Happy back. New Year. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it was it was it was great texting back and forth. Uh, it was yesterday or, day, you know, a couple days ago and you know, we, we both have the same thought, right? Like, it's probably time for a year in review and just, you know, catch up. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I let's start with some fun stuff, you know. I don't know if you have anything to say about the accountability thing before I get there. Um, I know that, you know, y- you struggle with it too, you know, because we talk about it. It's like, I think people care. So, some people, I don't know how many, I don't really care so much, but I do realize that some people look to us as like, Hey, these guys are really good at dynasty. And I, I think we are, I mean, without bragging or whatever. I mean, I, I, I watch you play. I'm, I'm, I know you're really fucking good at this. You know, I watch you play. I know it, you know, you're not out there tooting your own horn. I'll toot it for you because I think you're that good. Now that's not to say like, uh, I don't know. It's not a bragging moment. It's just the truth. Like, you know, I will tell you right now, I lose money every year at best ball. Like, so I'm not like sitting here going, dude, I'm the smartest motherfucker. I just have a real good, you know, sense of how dynasty works and what, where the edges are. I don't have that with, with best ball. Okay. So I have stuff to learn there. I listen to others for that, but you know, when it comes to accountability, I, I, do you struggle with it the same way I do, or do you have a different uh, point of view? Yeah, no, you know, it- I agree with only honestly I was listening to your you know to your you know opening monologue there and I was like nodding my head because I, I I do feel you know very strongly um, in the ways that you do and ultimately you know I think that accountability is important right I think it is 
important that, hey, you know, I take my lumps, right? If I have these, you know, these takes, if I tell you to go left and the, you know, the direction was actually right, you know, and I, I give you the wrong way. Yeah. You know what? Take the L, you know, be accountable. I understand that, you know, to go and post. And, you know, I actually went and posted, oh, I was in this many leagues and I made this many playoffs and this and that. And, yeah. you know, people were giving me some love and I got some hate and, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to hide from it. I've orphaned some leagues in the past, right? And, uh, and yeah. if you can ask people have taken my orphans, I've generally orphaned really good teams. The one yeah. team that I happened to orphan was a team that I did not trade any future picks and I was purposely kind of tanking, did not enjoy the league nor the people I was playing with. And I decided to orphan that. Yeah. Of course, being on Twitter, right, you're going to have people coming in and saying, oh, but did you count the orphan, the orf team you orphaned and this and that? And and then I realized, you know what, this is a lightning rod for me being accountable. It's just going to, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a bragging thing to some people, right? To some people, it's fun. Some people, it's serious. Some people take it as like, I'm bragging, my ego is this. And some people take it as, oh, you know, Chalk's really good at what he does. And I just deleted it. I was like, you know what, this is not important to me. Right. Like this right. is not important. It, it, if you play with me in the 20 plus 30 leagues I'm in, you know how, how I play. Right. If you That's if you right. play with me, if you read yeah. my articles, you know how I think. Like, I mean, I think yeah. that says enough for me. Like my content speaks to itself. You know, if you don't yeah. want to talk about accountability, go look at Fantasy Pros accuracy rankings for all your favorite analysts. I never yeah, say anything about my ranking. But yeah, you want to talk about accountability, go look at your favorite analysts. See how they're ranking on a week to week basis against the 180, 200 other fantasy experts on fantasy pros, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not even at the top of the list, but hey, I'm putting myself out there and I think that's visible, true accountability. And then the last thing I'll say here is kind of like this ROI stuff, you know, kind of, you know, back with the accountability. Well, if you're not making money, like you're not, you're not good at this and this and that, it's, you know, and I, me and Felix actually were talking about this earlier. And it, to me, Right. This is a hobby. Right. And you can spend the time however you want. If you want to make money off your hobby, great. You know, I wouldn't for me, I don't call this a side hustle because the time I put in it doesn't equate to an actual ROI. The people that you talked about who spent fifty to hundred thousand dollars are grinding the best ball, the Korans, the people that are taking down the millie makers. Yeah, they do yeah. this and they're living this, right? This is they're yeah. they're diff that's ROI. Like that's a different breed. We're not we're yes. not that. Like, so for us to sit there and try to calculate ROI because this is a hobby of ours and we spent $500 and I made $1,500, like, to me, that just seems really silly. And it, right. it's just one of those things that fantasy community just gets so bored, man. Like, really, do we need, like, nothing to talk about, so we have to go here? Anyway, so that was yeah. my rant. I didn't expect to rant, but right. here, here I am. No, that's – I'm glad you did because it, it it's – you know, put it on wax and it is what it is. I think – because it's hard because on Twitter you can't say, look, I'm not bragging, but I'm trying to be accountable. I kind of care about this. Of course, I personally take pride in what I do, but I'm not trying to brag, but I'm trying to be accountable. It's like that – how do you say all that? It's like hard to like get that message across that, hey, man, I'm just trying to share it with the people who care. And But the thing that you get to and, – and I've certainly gotten there as I've kind of gotten more Twitter followers is like, who gives a shit? You know, some people are going to hate on you. Some people are going to love on you. And, you know, that's cool. Whatever. Like, you know, I've at first when you first start getting feedback and anything you do, whatever it is, it means a lot. And if someone gives you bad feedback, it really hurts um, because we're human and we have hearts and we care, you know. But then you realize that Twitter is kind of a fake place where people will just see if they can piss you off and fuck with you and troll you. And, and so it's like, well, why am I going to get mad about that? That person doesn't even know me. They don't really actually care. I think the people who listen to this show, well, maybe they 
some of them will care a lot and others could give a shit and wish I would move on to something else right now. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that that's what it's all about is the real connections you have. And you mentioned it. I thought about it with me, like even how I got into, you know, dynasty, I played, you know, I played fantasy football for years and years and as many leagues as I could. But of course, you know, as, as the internet age sort of got, you know, more and more, you know, connected, meaning, you know, social media and et cetera, like Twitter, especially, I was able to meet all new people. And when I first started my first dynasty league, I think I lost the first year. Then I won four fucking straight. And it was a collection of people that, you know, I knew who played in fantasy football leagues, but just people that I knew my family, friends of friends, guys who worked da da da. you know, so it was like, I didn't know if I was any good or if I just ran over some schlubs, I, I really didn't, you know? And so I was like, I wanted to challenge myself and the COVID, right? COVID gave us a, a gift of playing in a ton more leagues. I, I joined startups and, and then more recently, I, I, I upped the ante and tr- started playing a little bit more higher stakes leagues. And, and I, I also did the Dynasty Game Theory Invitational, which I thought was – I just tried to get the very, very like best like high-profile like people that I could play with to test myself. And I, I don't – you know, I don't – I and you know how and much you it means. <laughs> and you won. I did win this league. You didn't want to say. I know you didn't want to say. I'm gonna get off. Get off mute. And you won that league, man. I, I commissioned I that league for you. And honestly, it was a, it was an honor to watch. You had one one loss. I mean, it was a kind of a yeah. you know, kind of a bad bad bounce of the ball type thing. But uh, you Nate almost went, went wire to went wire. Wire to wire last yeah. year. Yeah, Nate this went wire to wire last year. I he was did. trying to get his record, but know. you know, and it's really cool to show other people who take it seriously, Scott Connors in that league. And he's obviously fantastic. Danny Kelly is such a real, yeah, that's a thing too, because you play against people and then you realize like how good they are at the game. Like Danny Kelly, awesome person, awesome person, great writer, does such good work for the ringer. Like I really, you know, I look up to him as a, as a person, right. And a professional knows he could suck at fucking fantasy football i would still think those things but turns out motherfucker can grind man and he's a great player and then you sort of you know and you test yourself against people who you know supposedly are good you know me you know i'm supposedly good well let's see this motherfucker you know and that's really fun and and if you can do that in your own ways on twitter is a good place to find those communities i know your chalk leagues People, those are very competitive. And so it's really fun to sort of test yourself in all these different ways. And, you know, I know there's a lot of high stakes leagues out there that you can get involved in. My, my one, and, th- and you can tell me what you think about this. My one uh, a bit of advice is you don't want to play in like 10 $20 leagues and one $1,500 league. Does that make sense? Because then you might as well not play in the fucking $10 leagues. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, who gives a shit if you win those? You only need to win that $1,500 league. So I I do recommend stepping up slowly and just kind of, if you're playing in $100 leagues, look for a two, dollars $300 league. And because if you have, like I said, if you play in all $100 leagues and you have one you know, $1,000 league, it's going to really dwarf those other ones. You're going to only really care about that one. And, and, and you'll be compelled to only care about that one. So just a thing I found as I started to step up. Yeah, no, um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you there too, right? Because I, I started off, you know, free leagues with buddies, you know, and the smaller buy-ins and over time, get a little more comfortable. And, you know, that's kind of the part of the process, right? I mean, you know, we all kind of yeah. do that, right? We start with small leagues. Yep. And then, like you said, you, you you graduate to bigger ones. And, and for me, I'm a volume guy and I don't I don't want to play all these high stakes and I don't want to report back to my, my wife like, hey, hey, boss, like this is this is this is what <laughs> I, I, this is my ROI. Bucks. Yeah, this is my <laughs> ROI this year, you know, I put in 1500 and I've made, hundred. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very careful, but yeah, I, I agree. Right. Like you want to make sure that you're upping the ante as you, as you get more comfortable, but, um, always, always play responsibly, of course. Yeah. Play, play with what you're comfortable with. Like, yep. you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people might think how oh, high stakes leagues, the way I look at it is either they're really good or really rich. <laughs> Cause I've played poker the same way. It's like, you're either playing with pros or rich people. I'd rather play with rich people who are terrible at poker. That's the, the my favorite table to sit at is some rich motherfuckers who have no idea what they're doing. Not pros, you know. So it's a it's a different step up, you know. Our, our the Dynasty Game Theory Invitation I think it's only like fifty or hundred bucks. It's not a not a big game in that way. Although I did win the big game too. The the, the fucking you did. startup Podfather eat it. I took him down. He would, it wasn't even competition. You guys listen on Player Profiler. You can tell him I said it. Absolutely no contest when it comes to me versus Podfather. One zero. Dino game theory. Please end the show here. End the show. End the show. <laughs> anyway, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about some really fun shit that we that we love doing is going back and looking at the season, the year in review. But let's do so right after this. And welcome back. Um, year in review. 2023, many of you, uh, you know, it was a strange year, Chuck. It was a strange year. We had a lot of, a lot of injuries, quarterback injuries to a, to, to a degree I've never really thought I'd see. Um, just absolutely strange year for fantasy, for dynasty. Um, there's so many cool stories. I want to get to all of those and more, but I want to start off at the top, and we'll just do the easy one. I think it's a layup, but I'm going to ask you, is there anybody else that you could consider for the fantasy MVP dynasty fantasy MVP than the obvious. No, it's it's got to be it's got to be uh, the RB one, the current RB one uh, in dynasty, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who just just weak winner, right? Le- just league winner, weak winner. You know, consistent. Um, I mean, you know, he's not. It looks like he's gonna miss this final week, which is nice, right? Because we're we're all done, <laughs> right? But that that makes him the MVP, right? He like kind of got through unscathed, knock on wood, and um, you know, brought home some titles. So yeah, absolutely. Although I would say, you know, a a honorable mention for the MVP, uh, and it pains me to say this on air, yeah, is Puka yep. Nakua. Yep. Puka. Right, Puka. because just the value, right, and just what he did. And if you look at all these championship rosters, all these teams that I faced in this in the semifinals, it was Puka. another W over the Podfather. By the way, I bet him immediately. He didn't. He didn't take me up on the hundred dollar bet that Puka would outscore Michael Wilson uh, for his career. But I jumped on that uh, with Max. I, I was all in. Max bet. Max bet on that one. Uh, Puka's great. Puka was awesome. I, but I think it's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is absolutely the man. He was so consistent. What did he? What was that thing? The anytime touchdown score. If you just bet that and then took the winnings and bet that, it turned out to be like a ten dollar bet would have been like four million dollars or some Jeez. shit because you scored every, or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, making the, but like ten became you know whatever. Yeah, and like it just doubled every week because you would have fucking pressed it every week. It was a winner. And and that's crazy that that would even be the case because eventually you're not going to score a touchdown. But if you just bet yes 
touchdown score every week. He did something crazy in that regard. So, yeah, he was just so, so good. The team was so, so good. They, you know, Brock Purdy obviously was so efficient that it helped uh, McCaffrey, you know, score more fantasy points because they were in the in the scoring zone more often. Um, they had to run out the clock. I mean, he's just involved in every game script, whether they're running out the clock or playing from behind. They weren't playing from behind very often, but yeah, just an abs- concentrated target share. You know, everybody. It's just basically the you know Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey. It's just. What a team, man. Just an absolute dream set up for McCaffrey. He killed it. He won the league. I think he was the number one player uh, to be rostered uh, in, you know, on Super Bowl rosters across all platforms, Sleeper, Yahoo. He was the man. So congratulations, Christian McCaffrey, 2023 Dynasty Fantasy Football MVP, no doubt about it. I think it's, a, it's pretty clear. But let's talk about – something that I think is a little bit more fun. If you were making a lineup, you know, you would have to look at, okay, who's the the MVP, excuse me, the, the all-star team, you know, we'll do a like quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, couple flexes or whatever. We'll, we'll have some flex conversation, but the, the quarterback's a little bit tough. Cause I've got a couple of guys that are my, probably my two most rostered, you know, um, quarterbacks are, I think the two that are up for this award who do you have as the dynasty quarterback one for the all-star team? I got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The real life and the fantasy MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar was great. I, you know, it's funny because I, I, when I thought about this sort of all-star team too, I thought about like cost, right. And that's what made me think of Dak. I thought Dak was in my opinion, you know, the, the fantasy MVP in a lot of ways because he, I think it was the quarterback three overall or two or three in total fantasy points. So that's really good. But he also came from, you know, a little bit further back. You know, you didn't have to spend a first round startup pick. I got him in the second round of a startup, you know, so you were able to sort of get Dak at value where you got him. You were probably able to trade for him at value. He was, you know, he had a really bad season. If There's probably a lot of Dak trades uh, in the offseason, but I would say there probably were some pretty aggressive Lamar trades too because where is he going to play? Is he going to hold out? Is he gonna, so both those guys came from not nowhere, of course, but you know, from the back of the pack to win you your league. I would definitely agree that you know, if we're going to say it's – Lamar one, would you agree that it's Dak two? Oh yeah, it's like one A, one B. Like Dak was my other choice, you know, and like I saw your yeah. list and you know, I was like, Yeah, Dak's the other one. You you were on Dak since day one, and I and I've been on Dak with you, right, on that ride, you know, up through the ups and downs. Like, I mean, Dak's like just like you, one of my most rostered quarterbacks in Dynasty, right? And it honestly it is your fault that it, he is. Uh and I, yeah. I was kind of like annoyed over the last maybe two seasons because like i had the dak cd stack like everywhere and i had like i had the cowboys like everywhere dak cd ferguson pollard like every team right like everywhere and pollard i mean obviously a complete bust we'll get to him later we're gonna be talking about him but yeah dak i mean my teams and i was successful this year because of that dak right dak and cd and yeah and dak was awesome so thank you and yeah he was going late second round in startups lamar was even dropping to late first early second um yeah so they were both valuable but yeah to your point adp value wise dak definitely gets the nod absolutely 
Um, obviously, we have CMC at one of the running backs. I think the other running back is clear. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rams offense, man. I think Dwayne McFarland had tweeted something about the Rams today about just like look at Kyron and Puka and Cooper Cup and Stafford. I mean, this is the goal mine. I was going to say points. Stafford's the yeah. other quarterback that we should mention, right? right? Because he came from literally nowhere to do this. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're right. The whole offense keep going, but like yeah. Stafford also honorable mention at the quarterback spot. Yeah, like he's free. You know, he was literally yeah. free. I mean, so yeah, to have that, but yeah, Kyron Williams, um, man, like our boy Tommy, uh, I know he was on Kyron like way back, yep. like back in college as a prospect. And um, yeah, man, it just came out of nowhere. And it's seriously, I, I'm so bummed that I slept on, on Kyron and, and redraft. I, I slept on him in Dynasty. Um, pretty much had like no exposure. I was able to trade for him in a league and I ended up winning yep. that league, right? So yeah, it's so, like these yeah, guys that you're mentioning, yeah. it's like, yeah, like I'm winning these leagues because of these guys, so. Yes, I won the Dynasty Game Theory Invitational maybe because of Kyron Williams. I had CMC Kyron stack. FT dubs, motherfucker. Goodness. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, a Purdy. I had Purdy too, which is another quarterback that I think could be an honorable mention. Obviously, Purdy and Stafford, if you're talking under the radar, my gosh, those are the those are the quarterbacks. Obviously, Josh Allen was great. Really hard to pick a quarterback. I know that some people are like, what about Josh Allen? Um, you know, so yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the Kyron situation, you know, Chuck, I was thinking about Kyron and what we can learn from the Kyron Williams thing. We we utilize, you know, some of the analytics that we use to to sort of look at running backs has usually been size. You know, we want bigger backs and we want them to be fast. And I'm not saying that Kyron is all of a sudden an elite back, but I think in a lot of ways we can look back. And the reason that Tommy was such a big fan is because he's a film guy. And if you watch Kyron play at Notre Dame and at the Senior Bowl and this year, he's awesome. He's not an electric player. He doesn't run away from anybody. But his feet are incredible. He's an absolutely incredible tactician and technician at the running back position. He's tough. He knows where he's going. He's a great pass blocker, keeping him on the on the field at all times. Um, he, he, you know, coaches obviously dig him. Uh, he's a winner. He's a great, great running back. Just without elite, um, you know, physical gifts. And I think that maybe you know you and I can. Can learn something there. I, it's hard because there's a lot of, you know, duds that sort of, quote unquote, analytically look like Kyron Williams, but they may not have been the player that he was. I remember when we were doing mock drafts when Kyron Williams was a rookie before he ran the horrid uh, forty time. We had him in like in the first round, if you remember. I picked him in a couple first rounds, and I actually looked back at some of those before this season. I was like. Dude, that's embarrassing that I picked Kyron Williams in a fucking mock draft. As a, there was like an expert's mock draft on Twitter. You can go back and look, and it's like, I took him. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a fucking terror. I look like an idiot. And now I look like a genius, you know? So it's like, you know, I don't know. I guess what I'm getting at is there's stuff to be learned there, eh? Absolutely, man. You know, I think this offseason is something that we'll, we'll have to really take a look at what you exactly we talked about, and maybe there is a – data point that we're missing right and maybe it's a a film data point that we have to go to tommy and some of our buddies that that grind the film uh felix and you know ray you know some of our our buddies um yeah jetpack and 
you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like Ramondre last season too, right? Like, because yeah. Ramondre as a prospect wasn't explosive. I, I remember I wasn't on him because he wasn't explosive. He wasn't a fast, he wasn't a fast, like explosive running back. And I missed on Ramondre. Right. And I remember Felix, I, I think I was on the show with you and Felix and maybe Wilsey. I think we did like a show way back and, you know, we, we, we talked about Ramondre, but, you know, maybe there is some, there, there is something there. It's not maybe, there is something there that we yeah. have to look back and, you know, these bigger backs that, play the game differently you know what are we missing because yeah i don't want to miss these guys because they are falling to the end of rookie drafts right so these are these are like kind of gold like these are like the uh, rookie gold here yeah and i think it comes down to like a little bit of scott connor um you know it says uh, any running back on a on a on a a 64 uh, uh, 53 excuse me any running back on a 53 you know any any running back that's rostered and on a depth chart is worth rostering in your dynasty leagues and you know, maybe you just never know who it's going to be, you know, whether it's a Keaton Mitchell. Now it's Justice Hill had a big week. Justice Hill had a big week in the championship week. And I, you know, I played a couple of deep leagues. I was, I, I, I played Noah Brown over Najee Harris and still won a title, which really felt good that I didn't fuck that up. Um, by the way, I didn't play Najee both, both weeks there. You saw me. You, I know you were helping me in the semis, but, but like you see, like, um, <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh, but I had Justice Hill too, and I'm like, you know, he's gonna get some run, and you know, and who the hell was Justice Hill for the last two years? Nobody. But here he is, you know, popping up in a spot where you could have utilized him. It's hard with the running backs to know exactly when you know they're gonna play, when they're gonna get the requisite touches. But I think with a little bit more split backfields and fewer and fewer sort of absolute top tier studs, you're just looking for you know a guy who's gonna get you 10 to 15, 10 to 12 carries and a couple of targets. If you get that, you're like, all right, I can shove him in a flex. Um, and then when that guy becomes Kyron Williams and is like literally the, the second best running back in the entire league, well, well, that's just all found money. But, you know, even if Kyron was a, you know, a 50-50 back with some other player, he would still have value as long as he gets on the field. Yeah, I like that. I like that point you made about um, what, what Scott said about rostering backs, right? Because like Zach Moss, like there's so many guys this season, right? Zamir White, you know, I mean, we can just go on and on yeah, about Singletary and Zach Moss. Yeah, right. Just random guys like that yeah. just popped out of nowhere and they're producing like 15, 20 point weeks and just winning weeks for you. You know, Zamir yeah. White just, you know, the, the final stretch in the playoffs. I mean, he was starting. Jacob's out and, you know, putting up 15 points a game. I mean, that's pretty, pretty solid at this, this point of year. So. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, that that's 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 it. So Kyron and Christian McCaffrey, there were some other the other running backs. What about what about the wide receivers? If you could pick two, it sounds like Puka is one of them. Yeah, I think I know the other. Yeah, I think I, I know the other. Yeah, guy. it's got it's got to be our boy <laughs> CD, right? I mean, the stack, yeah. right? We got to complete the stack there. Um, yeah. Incredible season, man. Goodness. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people are like waiting to hear the Tyreek Hill answer. And certainly you could say Tyreek, but Tyreek got hurt at the Worst possible time. So it's hard to make him an all-star because if you rostered Tyreek, he only got you there. He didn't put you over. You know, you could say Amari Cooper got you over, you know. Um, I wonder how many people had Amari Cooper on the bench. I actually moved ahead in the semis because uh, Theo Greminger and uh, Dan Williamson had uh, George Pickens on the bench in the big game. So they, oh, they will rue the day. Wow. They will rue wow. the day. I know. I, and but, who but, can blame yeah, them necessarily? Yeah. I had Pickens on the benches, you know, everywhere too. I mean, yeah, you weren't going to play him. Yeah, you know? what, one catch the week before or yeah. something like, yeah, it was just bad. Yeah. So, but Puka and CD CD in the, in the DAC CD stack 
was definitely a, a way to go. And and I think uh, Puka was definitely another one, especially when you talk about Dynasty. Obviously, even if it's not Dynasty, I guess if you waiver-wired Puka in week one and then just rode him all year, you had this extra wide receiver one. It's like having an extra second-round pick in a redraft league or something. You know, it's like just, oh, yeah, just give me Garrett Wilson or whatever. You know, it's like, boom. You know, you just get this automatic RB, uh, wide receiver one. Such a such an advantage to have, you know, won the Puka Nakua sweepstakes this oh, year. Oh, yeah, I was in a redraft league, and someone got Puka and Kyron, and I just basically – I basically checked out. Like at that point, I was like, "I'm done." Like, there's no, there's no point, you know. I mean, I still tried, but it was one of those like, "All right, this guy, he just ran away with it," you know. I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah he that's just, the way to go. <laughs> he got both. I'm like, goodness, man. I try to get, I try to get Kyron, but he outbid me. I'm like, how did you outbid me? But then, because he got Puka for free, so he had all the money. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Ah, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, brutal. brutal. I, so I, I think it's. I think. I think we're we're okay here with Dak, McCaffrey, Kyron, CD to to finish the stack. Puka, who's the tight end that won everybody the money this year? Who's the tight end? Oh man! So you know, Sam Laporta, but then is in there in the conversation. Um, but you know. Got, got to think about David Njoku, the prince, man, right? Like, yeah. he just, he's been such a disappointment for, like, how many seasons? Like, seven seasons? or I don't even know. Has it really been, like, six, seven seasons? Maybe longer? It's it's too many, yeah. It's too crazy. many, right? I'll have to look, actually, yeah. Yeah, and um, he finally just went nuclear, and obviously with the Flacco thing, and that connection, it helped a ton. But, um, yeah, I, I rode him through, man, throughout the season. I mean, you know, Sam Laporta, I know we talked to before the show, and, you know, he's definitely in that conversation. So we can debate this or figure out, like, who it is. And then, you know, like and then we're talking about value, right? And we, I mean, I got to figure out the episode we talked, but the Trey McBride stuff, right? Like, rewind yeah. back to, like, beginning of the season, off season, like, talking about Trey McBride, and you better have him on your yes. team because he's about to go off. And sure yep. enough, he went off. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, obviously, Trey McBride. <laughs> You know, I, I I famously called Trey McBride. And I, the only thing I got wrong about Trey McBride is when. You know, I just thought that they were going to move on from Zach Ertz early. And they should have. As it turns out, they fucked it up. They should have traded Zach Ertz when he had, you know, utility. But once he had hurt himself the second time and was coming back from injury late in the season, and they're like, Zach Ertz, anybody for a playoff run? Everybody was like, no, we're, we're good, bro. We're going to fucking not trade for Zach Ertz. But had they done it earlier in the year, I think they could have gotten something for him. You know, just I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I think once he played a good game, it was like trade him immediately. As soon as he could get anything, fetch anything. Because here's the thing that what they didn't realize, or maybe they did realize it, but Zach Ertz was preventing Trey McBride. You know what I mean? That was the thing. I was like, I thought for sure Trey McBride was going to get his chance and Zach Ertz was going to be the the 30% player. You know, I thought it was going to be 70, 80%. Trey McBride, starting tight end, go get him. And then, you know, Zach Ertz as a sort of fill-in, extra pass-down body, you know, older veteran guy who can sort of help along the way. But, no, they just parked fucking McBride on the bench and gave it all to Zach Ertz early in the season, which didn't make any sense to me at all. That I got wrong. But the fact that Trey McBride was a superstar in waiting, I got that right. And I felt like he had some really good underlying metrics that that were showing that he was going to be great. So yeah, you're right. We we talked about Trey McBride. We loved Sam Laporta. We liked Sam Laporta really as tight end one in the class 
um, you know, sort of post-draft. I mean, you know, we we may have been a little bit slower to it, but once the, the NFL draft happened, we started to really push him up and up and up. He was a riser for us the whole way, so much so that I drafted zero Michael Mayer uh, and I think only one Dalton Kincaid because I knew I, I was targeting Musgrave and Laporta later. Um, so, yeah, th- those those types of moves, I know a lot of our followers and listeners uh, profited big time at the tight end position. I did kind of call a little bit of uh, David and Joko on the pot a couple of times. Um, and unfortunately, I think I made another mistake. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, one of them I got wrong. Oh, I said you could go by Jonu Smith. That one was wrong. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, <laughs> whoops. Um, but, you know, I thought that was great. So definitely I'm going to go with you and, and, and say David and Joku because he was probably parking on someone's you know, just on someone's roster, you know, Sam Laporta obviously was definitely a win if you drafted him. But if you were, if you were rostering David and Joker, you probably picked him up for almost nothing, drafted him for almost nothing. He was definitely cheaper than even Sam Laporta was this off season. Yep. Yep. He was definitely cheaper. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think you led your, your listeners the right way overall for the tight ends, uh, especially with this new kind of era of tight ends coming in. So, you know, exciting times, I think, for everybody involved here. Yeah, no doubt. What about some flexes? Who are some of the, you know, flexes, honorable mentions, however you want to look at it? Who are some of the guys that you think, you know, we should definitely be mentioning here right now that, that won people their leagues? Yeah, man. Um, There's some really random names. I was kind of going through a, um, a list yeah. before. Um, Mike Evans. Right. No, yeah. Uh, w, yeah. WR7 and PPR, w, uh, eighth and points per game. Um, you know, Devontae Adams had an up and down year, but I still think he's kind of like an honorable mention just because, like, overall, he still put up, you know, WR1 numbers. I mean, he was expensive, right? So I think that's like the the kind of the watered down yeah, the counter. The counter. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to mention, and then this is more of a dynasty thing uh, for your listeners. Um, if you can, Maybe go and try to shake loose a Devontae Adams for one of your good dynasty teams. A Rod yeah. is probably going to want Adams in New York. Ooh, good call. Adams probably want to get out of Las Vegas. There's something kind of possibly brewing there. Um, Adams still got some juice in them, man. So if you can get him, like you know, I mean, don't break the bank, um, but feel it out, right? Maybe rookie draft, like you got like a mid second and maybe an earlier second. Like who knows, right? Just. Yeah, that, that, I think so. That, that might not be the only piece you send, but that might be a really strong piece to kind of, and then you add in something really small on top, and then you get Devontae Adams, right? And then the argument, is, right. the argument is, hey, he's 31, whatever, he's old, he's crusty, like, let me get him, you know? Yeah, um, no, that's a good one. I, You know, you'll, you, you're right, you kind of want to make that deal maybe before the draft. I normally yeah. say, uh, make these plays, you know, before, but the problem is, is you're going to have free agency happen before the draft, and there could be that that spike for Adams' value. So you'll want to strike before the the you know it comes out. Oh, he's going to you know New York. Then it, then he becomes too expensive again. Oh, yeah, I know what you're trying to do. He's going to New York. <laughs> exactly. Be great. Exactly. You know, so yeah. you know you, you know they'll see it coming. But you know, yeah, if you can be like, hey man, I got the looks like the 204 man. That's a fucking good pick. I mean. Yeah, how about that for Adams? And maybe they say yes. Maybe they say, no, I need a little bit more. Okay, well, look, that's the best pick I can get rid of. I'm not giving you the 108 or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. 104, whatever you got. But I'll add a future third or, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, cool, nailed it. 
But um, yeah, I agree. He could be a a, a winning piece next year, a, a Mike Evans type, uh, you know, piece where you you can trade him for a second, and he can return wide receiver one, you know, league winning upside for next year. It's definitely possible. I like that take. Yeah. yeah uh, so who that, else you got? Um, and then like you know. Raheem Mostert, but then he didn't finish off, right? He didn't get yes. it. Kind of, he didn't get us there, but like he was a name that yes. kept creep, creeping up. Like, goodness, right? Like, this guy's like the the poor man's Christian Dude. McCaffrey. This guy just keeps scoring touchdowns. You Dude, Raheem Mostert would have been the, for sure in there with Kyron, but he fucking doesn't yeah. play the the finals. I yeah, mean, I know. you know, I mean, it's a really tough argument to make that he's although he did get a lot of teams to the finals he just did yeah it's just hard to call him this yeah he's yep. definitely an honorable but he, mention, honorable mention. Sure, and then uh Rashad yeah. White you know like you know that's yeah. someone that we've been really high on and we were like hey yeah. he's gonna get the volume like he got the skill set like he's finally the Tampa Bay running back that <laughs> he actually came through on the promise right like you know we went through Rojo we did the Keyshawn Vaughn experiment and we're finally like oh you know, Rashad White, and he finally came through. So um, kudos yeah. to Rashad, uh, Rashad White. So I think those are yeah, some the, of the names. The other that one I, I had was the other one I had was Amon Ra. Yep. You know, Amon Ra was just so consistent. You know, he's just there every single week, you know, like he, just because the targets are there. You know, he's like a combination of like CeeDee Lamb and Deontay Johnson or something. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like he has these kind of big plays. He's not quite CeeDee Lamb big play guy, but he's not just a – target only guy he's also a red zone weapon and yeah he's just a really really solid play every single week so for me if like if you're rostering Amon Ra you know uh like CD you know that was that was probably that probably got you there for sure yeah that's a good call I, I like Amon Ra um as a, as a flex play in our, in our all-star team there cool so now we go to the sadness and the only the only thing that we really can't do with the duds, the dud all star, uh, is is say injuries, you know, because obviously you can be like Joe Burrow, fuck me, bro. It's like, yeah, I get it, Kirk Cousins, I get it, I, you know, don't do that. So basically, outside of like injuries, I know some of them may have been injured here and there or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, when they got injured, it actually helped your team. Type of thing, you know, You're like thank God this motherfucker got hurt. I don't have to think about playing him anymore. Those all stars, um, you know, and, and maybe I'm being a little unfair, but I couldn't think of anybody more disappointing this year at the quarterback position than my boy Trevor Lawrence. And you know, I, he dealt with a lot of injuries. I mean, he really did. He got fucking knocked around. I think the offensive line is not very good. Uh, the weapons were definitely overstated for sure. And we'll get there. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think, you know, I think he was a big, big disappointment. He didn't win you anything. He only tantalized you a little bit and then let you down at the very end when he was a, you know, a scratch or a, you know, or a play and then play shitty. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, thanks for nothing. Yeah, I agree, man. He um, totally let down after last season, um, you know. He was like a mid-round-ish quarterback pick for redraft teams and dynasty leagues. That was a, you know, very, you know, promising, you know, year coming up, you know, with kind of what he did last year. And, yeah, just total dud. So, bummer on that. You got you got anybody else? Because, I mean, I, I can't even think of anybody I can't else think of anyone else. I mean, because everybody else kind of expected, you know, and we're, we're kind of yeah. discounting the injuries. So, I can't, you know, we can't, you know, include like Justin Fields or something. 
Um, yeah, maybe Kenny Pickett. Maybe Pickett. Yeah, I mean, like Geno Smith. I mean, that one, he, he was Geno was kind of yeah. Geno got hurt at the end, but even before he got hurt, he was pretty pretty meh. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're forgetting anybody else, but if we no, did, you know, you can add us. Feel free. So. Yeah, I don't think so. At the fuck out of chalk with this shit. Please, Just add him. Please. Yeah. <clears throat> Running back. I mean, the king that was promised. <laughs> the prince that was promised. Is that what it is? The prince that the was prince promised. That was promised was a fucking turd on the doorstep. The Tony Pollard doorstep paper bag turd. Goodness. Could be a show title. My goodness fucking gracious, Tony Pollard. Definitely cost me yeah, definitely cost me a few, right? You know, in the semis or whatever. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Just terrible season, man. So inconsistent. Um teased us at the end a little bit, like, oh he yeah, look, he's finally gonna do what he's gonna do and then didn't. Uh, and then it became yeah. a total train wreck from there. So um, thanks, Tony Pollard, for nothing. Yeah, thanks, Tony Pollard. Bag of shit on your doorstep, Tony Pollard. That's what it was. I mean, it was, it's really bad because now if you're holding – is it time to buy low on Tony Pollard? Is that possible? I mean, he's a little older than you think too. He's old. He's like 26 or something. He is 26. Is he going to get a fucking contract? Like is he going to get – you know, I always think, is he going to get a chair? Like – you know, RB one chair. There's 32 of them. That's it. That's the fucking number. You know. No, he's or, not. I don't think he's gonna be. RB, I don't think he's gonna be the RB one. I think. I think teams will see and be and see like, hey, well, if you put him behind like a Zeke type back, like look how he did, and then put him by himself, look what he did. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's gonna get that one chair anymore. Yeah, I I totally agree. So probably not a buy low necessarily. No, I mean, I would maybe maybe consider it, but. There's probably some better options out there. We'll have to wait and see. Is, on he, that. More, is he more Miles Sanders? He he is, man. I mean, Miles Sanders, uh, he belongs on this list too, right? Um, Fuck yeah, yeah. He does, man. Oh, he's awful. Just awful. like, yeah, I mean, terrible season, man. Goodness. Yeah. Getting Chuba replaced by Chuba. Better, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Chuba was good too. I mean, he was good this year, but, you know, it's like definitely ignominious, uh, unceremonious fucking get the hell out of here. Miles Sanders, maybe Tony Pollard's closer to Miles Sanders than than he was to, you know, an elite running back. I mean, who knows? I mean, he's fast, but he's probably just not that good. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. Could be. Who's the other running back you got? I I know you've seen mine, but is do you oh have yeah. Else I mean, it, it, it is him. Man. I benched him. I benched him in my in my leagues. You know, like it's yeah. it's, it's the dead horse, man. You got to beat the dead yeah. horse. <laughs> beat the dead horse and the dead horse is Austin Eckler. Yeah. Really, really rough because, you know, of course I, I looked at the schedule and I was like, dude, Eckler's going to come back. He's going to have this fucking, and then Justin Herbert gets hurt too, which also did not help obviously, you know, and then, you know, Eckler looked like he was dragging two baby pianos behind him or whatever. Like baby grand, is that what they're called? Baby grand pianos. People fucking Google searching my fucking (laughs) English over here. They're baby grand pianos, fucking Falcone, you fucking weirdo. So baby grand pianos, two of them. Austin Eckler was dragging those behind his dead horse. So, yeah, Eckler was awful fucking, you know, because he's also really hurt teams because I think if they went after him, they were, he, he was a win now piece, right? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you know what? It's Travis Etienne type of thing where it's like, wasn't all that good, but had some good games. But, you know, there's next year. You know, I got him next year. No, you're thinking this could be fucking over. I was trying to win this year. I had, you know, McCaffrey and fucking Eckler, and Eckler 
fucking sucked, you know. So, yeah, I think Eckler definitely hurts a lot of teams right now. A lot of people nodding vigorously as we fucking say this. So, yeah, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Trevor Lawrence. Hey, did, That's what I got to say. Did, did Melvin Gordon outscore Austin Eckler in championship week? Holy fuck. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Melvin Gordon scored that touchdown at the end, didn't he? I think I saw that. Oh my god, dude. that's great! <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> there you go. There, there. That says it all. In Championship Week, Melvin Gordon outscored Austin Eckler. There you go. Congratulations, Austin Eckler owners. You won jack squat. What about uh? I, I did win a chip with uh with Austin Eckler on my team and he, and he was starting. It's that 14 team. Uh, it's like 14 teams start 14. It's ridiculous. What? It's ridiculous deep. And so like, there's like four teams. There's the one team I beat in the, in the, in the Super Bowl is so stacked. It's ridiculous, but just kind of ran a little bit bad. He was the number one scoring team. I was the number one, uh, you know, uh, most wins or whatever. But, um, yeah, I had like I had McCaffrey, of course, A Chain, you know, uh Eckler. And it's a big play sort of scoring thing. So I have like Gabe Davis and he usually does does good things for that team. And like it's like crazy. It's like so deep. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's start fourteen I maybe at least fourteen. It's crazy. So like, yeah, everybody's everybody plays. So of course I'm not gonna bench Eckler because nobody has enough bench to ever consider not playing a player like that. So I don't, I don't even know what he did, but he did just enough, I guess. He was alive. That's all I could say. The only, the only team that won with Austin Eckler. What about wide receiver? Um, I mean, Calvin really has got to be in that conversation, right? I think, I think yeah. you had him on the list. I think he has to be in the conversation. He was so up and down, and he was another prince that was promised, right? He had that uh, article on, uh, what was it, the uh, Players' Tribune? Uh, kind of that that story he wrote about the suspension yeah. and everyone was behind him. Like he said, he's gonna go for like eighteen hundred yards and and light the world on fire. And and I was behind him, you know. But yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. But you know, thanks. No, <laughs> thanks yeah, for no nothing. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks for nothing. I look, he may have not been that good to begin with. You know, I mean, it's just possible that he's just a good player, not a great player. I, I think that's most likely, actually. Um, you know, and also we talked about the time off. You know, I, I made the joke that when you're when you're rehabbing from an injury, you're like exercising and rehabbing and working. When you're just fucking suspended, you're just chilling. So I don't know like how hard he worked, but he actually looked like he was in pretty good shape, I, I guess. I mean, some of this was Trevor. Some of this was the offensive line. Some of this is maybe just really ain't that good. You know, I mean, when I say ain't that good, I mean, he's way better than me. I mean, you know, I'm not – this isn't like I think I'm better than – but, you know, just – he's probably just a, you know – top 50 wide receiver in the NFL, which is really fucking amazing, but not good enough. I agree. Calvin Ridley sucked balls. Um, I've got the triumvirate I want to go with right here. So wide right. receiver, tight end, and flex. On Billy Muzio's show at the very beginning of the season, before the season, excuse me, he asked me for three cells, and I gave him three candidates that made this list for me anyway and one was wide receiver drake london two was tight end kyle pitts and three was running back and blasphemous for me to even say this running back but Bijan robinson i was 
advocating selling all three of these pieces before the season. And motherfucker, was I right. That one was the greatest take. Go watch the tape because I said that this is it. And I liked all three players, but that all three of them, the value was exceeding the performance that we were going to see this year. And that's exactly right. And actually the hardest one to put on that list for me was Bijan, but it should have been the easiest one. And you, my friend, also said something very similar about Bijan, just in a dynasty sense. But I was saying it in any sense, like sell Bijan, and it's hard, hard, hard to do. But I said anything less than an RB1 or RB2 or 3 maybe overall season, and Bijan loses value, guess what happened? Exactly that. Yeah, man. Dude, that's 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 amazing. Those three that you just nailed. Um, I mean, because right now in Dynasty – those are probably three of the scariest high-end assets that you can be holding right now. Yep. Like literally, right? Bijan Robinson, I love that. I love that player, right? I mean, yeah, Me I have a ton of him, right? I traded for him in some spots, or I, you know, I, I, I managed my teams to get him, right? Um, just like you did, and like I, like like you mentioned, I, I did famously state and get roasted on Twitter for saying, if you're in a rebuild, you don't need Bijan Robinson. You need to figure a way to trade him. Um, and then people came back and said, why would you do something like that? You just, pl- you just hold him. He's going to gain value and he's guaranteed to gain value over time. And to your point, he doesn't get a top three running back uh, season. Then his value is going to drop. And I mean, it's, it's scary just to see that situation right now until we see Arthur Smith gone. Teller Algier outscoring Bijan Robinson in championship weeks. Like it's, it's just a mess out there. Um, yeah. Jonu Smith. I mean, you told people to buy him and you know what? I mean, you're probably sending like fab dollars or a fourth yeah, for him, right. you know, yes. but I mean, he was out producing Kyle Pitts like all season. Like, I mean, I think Kyle Pitts maybe took overtook him at the very end slightly, but I mean, yeah. goodness, man. And then like Drake London, come on. Like I love Drake London also as a prospect. And I think he still is Me a too. good football player. And I think there's still yep. potential there. But I mean, for what people were paying for him or drafting him at, um, complete bust, man. I mean, he was like a WR4 this year. Like it was yeah. bad. And I'll tell you, me, you, and Billy, the reason we felt this way is all three of us do one thing that not every analyst does. You know what that is? What is that? Avoid running backs? <laughs> no, projections. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's every, right. That's every right. year we do full projections, and it's painstaking. It takes me longer than I want it to. I wish I could do it faster, but you do them. And when I did the projections for the team, I said, well, someone's going to suck here. I don't know who it is, but it ain't going to work out for everybody on this team. I don't know where it's going to happen. But the only way that it happens for all of them is if Desmond fucking Ritter is like Joe Burrow or something. You know what I mean? It's like unless Desmond Ritter is some sort of fucking crazy good quarterback that we didn't know was going to be good. And even then, actually, it was still kind of difficult because of the Arthur Smith factor and the running proclivities of that coach and, you know, how much they run in neutral game script and how slow they play, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so much there. That it was like, it was scary. And these weren't player takes. Certainly you saying sell Bijan Robinson when basically you were saying that at the time of our rookie drafts. You yep. weren't saying it before the season or during the season. You were saying it right then and there as it wasn't a player take because we had him as the 101. So we thought he was the best available player in the fucking world. But that doesn't mean that he's not 
That that's the point is that that it's very unlikely that he holds on to that value. And people are like, no, he'll hold it'll, it'll gain value. No, it's very unlikely that that happens. And so these are the types of edges that we can help people get because there's no doubt. And then when you do those projections, you know, that was later in the summer, I started to dislike Bijan even more and realize that, you know, it's, 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 it, it, I, I said it on the show too. It's like when you are on the one one do you know how much fun it is? to just push the button for B. John Robinson, like just literally the click of the mouse, how fun that is. That is so fun. Like it's awesome. Like you're like, what do the draft has happened? All the friends, you're maybe texting people, call me on the phone and you're like, fucking Bijan, motherfucker. You know how much not fun it is to trade him for like a couple future firsts and like a third. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I moved to the 3.03 and I got two future firsts. Oh uh, yeah. That's really cool. You know what I mean? And then you end up with Sam Laporta and two future firsts. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, it's hard to do in the moment, but it's the right play. And it's so, so difficult to do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it, it's one of those things like you have to uh, kind of disconnect the emotion. And I, I've been doing that yeah. more and more uh, when I when I play and then when I make decisions, start to set decisions or projections or any of that stuff, right? So you got to really remove that emotion. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Well, speaking of emotion, I think some people are pretty emotional about a couple of the other flex players. I, I don't really have we, – we talked about, you know, super flex or another quarterback. I don't think there's any of those. But it'd be hard to to get through this exercise of duds and not mention Damian Pierce, huh? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about Damian Pierce as well, right? Because we, we mentioned Singletary a little bit ago. But, yeah, Damian Pierce belongs in the conversation because we thought he was going to get a workhorse volume on a, a defensive-minded team. So, yeah, definitely Damian Pierce. Yeah. I mean, he got he got literally benched and, like, relegated to insignificance by fucking Devin Singletary. Yeah, that happened. That's crazy. Well, Chuck, I, one thing I want to do, and this is actually kind of fucking fun, is I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks, right? And and not just like, oh, I like this guy. He's good, man. Whatever. But also like, what's the situation? You know, is, is there any sort of ramifications from the quarterback situation? And what might some of these teams do? And and obviously as we get to some of the the worst teams, we're gonna find some 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 open seats, let's just say. But starting at the top, if we just go by record, right? Baltimore Ravens, obviously We've got Lamar Jackson locked and loaded, baby. Uh, Lamar Jackson locked and loaded, right? All day. All day, baby. All day. So I think there, you know, the the questions I have in Baltimore or the, the thoughts I have in Baltimore is like, is Isaiah likely now earned himself, you know, too tight end? And does he earn himself a role next year? I think he has, man. It's like two seasons he where should. he's yeah. I think it's. I think he. I think he's earned a right, um, you know, for like consistent reps alongside yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, they play enough two tight end sets as it is. Like I feel, I kind of felt like that was a possibility heading into the season. I didn't think it was <laughs> likely, but I did think it was possible heading into the season. But you know, of course, they spent some some capital with bringing in. Uh, Odell Beckham and drafting Zay Flowers. So I was like, okay, well, you know, they've got Bateman, who's certainly a question mark, although Bateman looked pretty good this year. I think kind of all these these players, like, you know, certainly Bateman, I think, is a buy. I think he showed himself as a, you know, 
healthy enough to get on the field, good enough to play pretty well. I think next year he could have, you know, a little bit more fantasy relevance. So I think likely and Bateman, you know, likely could be one of those guys you can buy on where it's like, dude, obviously fucking Andrews is coming back. You don't want likely anymore or whatever, you know, could be one of those situations. San Francisco Purdy is locked in. I mean, he's definitely the guy. Um, I don't think there's too much in San Francisco. Is there any, any sort of burning questions? I mean, McCaffrey's back is, uh, yeah, I think they're just kind of locked in fucking play it forward after they win the Super Bowl this year, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think they're locked in, man. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Dallas, Dak is locked in for sure. You know, Dak, uh, maybe. By the way, is Purdy, are you now at the point where, like, Brock Purdy is, like, um, like, let me give you this one. Tua? Or Purdy in Dynasty? Purdy. There it is. Okay, right? I'm, I'm going to give you something really spicy. I'm going to flip it on you. <laughs> I know. Purdy, I know what you're going to do. Purdy or Lawrence? I know. It feels like Purdy, doesn't it? I, right now, like, I have Purdy ahead of Lawrence by one. Right now. Just why, right now. Why wouldn't I mean, you? Why wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't you? Team, team yeah. situation, coaching, offensive scheme, play, production, consistency, Everything. What do you want me to say? Yeah, what, you want- what do you want me to say? Yeah. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? He's in that. He's in that tier for sure. He's in the Trevor Lawrence Tua tier. Here's the one too. Is like Kyler or those guys. That's yep. The other one. Yep. Yep. Very interesting. Throw Anthony. Yeah, throw, can- throw Anthony Richardson, who hasn't really played that much in that conversation too. While you're at it, because right, well, we'll get there. I'm going to tell you where I have Anthony Richardson, and you may or may not like it. Uh, by the way, um, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. Ooh, you know what? Right? Right? Wow. That like everybody's saying Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. No. Nah, no, it's not like maybe it's not Lamar that. Jackson. Lamar Jackson is better than I mean He's better. He's better than Jalen Hurts. I mean as he's a better. as a player, overall player, he's better. Football player. He's better. better. He's better. 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 Book it. Um, Miami Dolphins, we just talked about Tua. He's back for sure. That team, you know, it's kind of like basically just it's going to be, dude, Mostert, who knows, right? I mean, he's going to be like 33. I don't know, man. We'll see. I think it's A-Chain, Waddle, uh, Tyreek, and Tua, and like whatever else they decide to fucking do there. But, man, oh, man, that's going to be fun as hell next year. I think Jared Goff is locked in in Detroit, right? Jared, Jared Goff is locked in, but I would go stash Hendon Hooker if you can. Yeah. Just stash him. That's like, a good call. If you can, stash. right? Stash. Yeah, because he had a quiet, no, not active season, didn't do shit, you know, not even heard from. But you're right, man. It's possible that if he's any good, that he could see his way onto the field at some point in the next couple of years. Obviously, if Jared Goff gets hurt next year, I think Hendon Hooker will be readied as the backup. Good call. Um, is it possible Jamison Williams might be useful next year? Is he a buy low right now? Are we calling the bottom on him, or is this going to get worse? No, I think I think I would I would kick around and see what it is. I don't know if I'm willing to send like a a strong second for Jamison Williams right now by by itself, like an, you know just a naked swap, like you know Jamison for like a, a you know earlier mid second round pick. But I think he is a buy low right now. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about Cleveland? Joe Flacco, Deshaun Watson, like <laughs> Joe Flacco is better than Deshaun Watson is a funny thing to uh, fall out of my mouth right now. Like I just said that, and it's like 
nobody's like, what? They're all like, yeah, fucking, it's true. Like, that's crazy. I never thought I'd say that in, in the Lord's year of 2024. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Although I do think that Watson might be a buy low at this point. He is 100% a buy low at this point. Because, you know, yeah. For, people don't I have like him. Quarterback people- 50. Yeah, yeah. He's a, people hate him, and he hasn't done anything, and, 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 and. But yet, and he has a $250 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. So he's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. He, he's he got to be the quarterback next year. It has to be, like, so fucked up, but it's true, right? Yeah, and you could do a lot worse at your QB2 or your Superflex yes. than Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love this call. Yeah, definitely. Well, Philly, we talked about it. Jalen Hurts. They just need to get themselves some – well, they need a lot. They definitely need to get rid of their stupid – how the fuck – Philly, how do you guys bring in Matt Patricia? Like, haven't we reviewed this? Hasn't this been fucking discussed? Like, we talked about this. Like, the world knows. This guy's a fucking idiot. He's the guy who gave Nick Foles a fucking Super Bowl ring. Like, at the end of the day, that should be the only thing you need to know as a Philly fucking – Team front office, like, remember when he made Nick Foles beat Tom Brady head to head? Like, yeah, maybe we should not fucking let this guy run our defense, and then you let him run your defense, and then this past Sunday happens. Good riddance to you, Philly. You're out, Michael P. Duncan. Eat it. Is that a little too strong? No, it might have been no. a little bit. It might have been a little bit for you know New Year's, but it is what okay. it is. It is what it is. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, Mahomes is locked in. Any concern about Mahomes? No, more more worried about Kelsey, if anything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, is, 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 is this the end, though? I mean, really, is this the end? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, is it? Is it? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what? Because he's not hurt, that's why I don't think. Right. It's like his body's not breaking down. So that's yeah. where I'm like, okay. It's not the end, but he's so distracted. I think he's, he's got so one distracted. more. He's so distracted right I know. now. Yeah. Good for him. Well, he's <laughs> he's not as explosive. The team's not as explosive. The offensive line isn't as good. The safeties can play up. Like, there's no speed threat. You know, obviously Tyreek Hill was an impact player on the team. That goes without saying. But, like, obviously what I'm saying is, like, you know, for, for, for Kelsey, however good or not he was – a solid offensive line with a guy like Tyreek really, really changes the types of routes Kelsey can run and win because, you know, he can just, and then last year, I mean, you know, I was surprised he was as good as he was. I mean, he was just hyper-targeted and was really good this year. You know, obviously it falls apart. You know, what's crazy. Do you know what he was? Uh, you know what tight end he finished as? No, I don't. What did he finish? I as? think he's like the tight end one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought like maybe Sam Laporta t- overtook him. I thought Sam Laporta hey. overtook him. It's like, dude, it's like he's a tight end one. I'm sorry, yeah. He just, you know, is it over for? Him? Oh wow, oh, is it over? Guy finishes as the tight end one. We're asking if it's over. It's, I think it was, yeah, tight end one. And most, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah PPR, right PPR, there with yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, wow, wow. <laughs> Is it over? Tight end two is what I see. But, it, like but sleepers but, standard scoring. Okay, but whatever. But, okay, fine. But to be to be fair, right? To be fair, yeah. I mean, were most of those points like front loaded? 
yeah, sure, whatever. I'm just saying, yeah. like, he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you saw me trade for his ass in a. Thankfully, it was a zero dollar league. It was a fun league <laughs> yeah. that you beat me in the championship. But um, I traded for Kelsey during the fucking games, like at one o'clock. <laughs> literally, literally. Like the, the game starts at one twenty-five West Coast uh, time. Obviously, the best coast, um, not four twenty-five. You're you know, uh, one one o'clock. I literally trade for him and send my my one eleven. As it turned out, I was hoping I was sending the one twelve, but it was the one eleven I sent and one other pick for him, and he puts up nothing. Uh, I could have played anybody and still lost, but whatever. But I, I thought to myself, hey, the 111 is still fine because I think I get another year of – it's a super tight end premium too. I get one more year. And I have Andrews, right? Yeah, I do. I have Andrews. So I have Andrews Kelsey next year like as a win now. Fuck it. You know, it's okay. The 111 is a good price to pay for that. Um, but, yeah, he sucks so bad in championship week and really fell off so much that we start to wonder as to whether or not he's still got it. And it's a fair question. Um, I just think that, you know, if, if he's the tight end one or two and we're asking if he's done, I, I think that may be a little bit overstating. But it's definitely done as the tight end one in Dynasty. That's for sure. Yeah, you, you know, and it, that's fair, right? Uh, he did finish uh, tight end two in, in PPR yeah. this season. But I, th- I think the question really comes down to a couple of things for me, right? It's, you know, is he done, right? Like he scored 7.8, 9.4, 4.6 in the last three weeks of the fantasy yeah. season, right? The playoffs. Um, and then the thing with Kelsey is he's been the tight end one by like a football field, right. Or yep. two, right. Against everybody. I tight end two is like hundred points less than him. You know what I mean? Yep. Now you look at like the top, t- top six tight ends of this season. They're all like within like, you know, 13 points, which is one point per yep. game. Right. So yep. I think mean, that's, that's the more of the question is, okay, he's not done. Like, okay. He's like, he's cooked, but I mean, am I, am, are we going to really push the button on him super early and say, okay, he's a first round pick no. in like redraft and like dynasty no. is he a tight end one? Yeah. So I don't think that. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think he's probably going to be, that's a good question too. In redraft, he'll probably be like the tight end, like four or five. I think, honestly, I really do. There's a good like, I think you're going to see Laporta and like Hawkinson, maybe Andrews or whatever. Like, yeah, he's not necessarily going to always be the tight end one. You know, selected and redraft. I, I just don't think. I think probably Laporta, right? Yeah, I think it's Laporta. He finished. He finished as tight end one in PPR, just a normal normal setting. So I think he would. Yeah. end up there. Buffalo, Josh Allen locked in. Gabe Davis, man, oh man, what a fucking what a what a bumpy ride for him. Josh Allen locked in. Diggs kind of locked in, but like getting older. This is a team that you know is going to be interesting to watch this off season. You know, because I don't know what they're going to do, but I think they're going to look for some weapons. I think James Cook made himself very, very available for, you know, a pretty big year next year, don't you think? Yeah, James Cook, um, he's going to he's gonna get a, a heavy, heavy workload next year. So I think it's looking good for him. Diggs, yeah, I mean, he's another one. I mean, not disappointed, not really disappointed. You know, he still finished as a, you know, a WR1, right? WR9, PPR. But yep. really bad finish. I mean, just like yeah, like just just really bad and yeah, just non not like him. And um, but I do think he's another player that I want to target in the off season. Like I was thinking about him, Adams and Cooper Cup today um, while I was taking a walk, just thinking about 
you know, these three players in Dynasty and how they're going to be kind of kicked to the curb to an extent, I think, um, just because they're, they're, they're old and people are going to want to get off them. But I'll happily pick up those pieces. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jacksonville. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence kind of locked in, of course, still. I know there's going to be a lot of questions about Trevor Lawrence. For those reasons, I'm, I'm a buy low on Trevor Lawrence. I think, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I think you can – you can probably pry away a Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, piece, especially in a super flex league where normally these quarterbacks are super expensive. I think you can do so for probably a, a much reduced price for Trevor Lawrence. Um, so good time to maybe consider buying him. I asked you pre-show if Stafford's retiring. You don't think so? I don't think so. Uh, I, ju- I just read that McVeigh said he's coming back next year. Uh, so I just have a feeling that they're going to kind of keep the band together. That's good news for all the weapons. Puka, Cup, Kyron. If Stafford can come back and play another healthy season, he is an exceptional, exceptional uh, thrower of the football. I mean, still has a lot of zip to all all parts of the field, downfield to the outside hash, like everywhere. Wherever he puts the ball, it's 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 getting there fast. Um, he's got two exceptional, maybe top five or certainly with Cup. But maybe you could say Puka's in the top 10 route runners in the NFL. I mean, these guys get open. They understand space. They're good against man. They're good against zone. Um, you know, Demarcus Robinson, uh, because of those two, showed some worth. I don't think it's going to be necessary, Demarcus. But, you know, if they can find, a, you know, something with speed, Tutu look good alongside those two guys. You know, I think whomever they decide to put as that wide receiver three, one of those two guys or someone else, if they can upgrade there just a little bit, boy, oh, boy. That's going to be a ferocious offense. Matt Stafford may be a, a sort of a sort of a, a a win now buy piece right now. You could even buy on the fact that maybe he's going to retire and then steal him and 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 have him for next year. Uh, Indianapolis, we've got uh, Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew afforded himself very well, uh, sort of proving the point that I I've, I've been saying all along that he should be a starter. We'll get to whether or not he should be a starter. I have Anthony Richardson as my quarterback five in Dynasty, ahead of C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert. I like him just behind Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, uh, Allen, and Mahomes. That's how high I have Mr. Anthony Richardson. So he's not in the conversation for me with Trevor Lawrence and Tua and Brock Purdy. He's ahead of that, and I think he's got huge, huge upside in that offense after a good year of drafting and Steichen. And the whole thing, healthy JT, Michael Pittman is a stud. I absolutely love Anthony Richardson for 2024. Yeah, I just, I just can't get it that high on him. You know, he he definitely had the flashes, right? I mean, he was very explosive. Um, more on the rushing side, right? Really feeling like a Justin Fields there. And the reason just makes me nervous is he was just getting banged up and then he got knocked out of the season. You know, it's like... You know, and C.J. Stroud, pocket passer, like traditional pocket passer, shredding up the NFL, uh, consistently putting out 300 point, uh, 300 yard games. Um, you know, setting his rookie rookie records as a quarterback. Uh, healthy comes out of the season healthy, like unscathed, and did so with Nico Collins and Tank Dell as his like best receivers. And I'm not saying that they're not they're not great receivers; they're they're solid receivers. Right. But I mean, it's not. You know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, he's throwing to. Um, so, or is it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, mean, I, I think, I think, I think Richardson is great. I think you're, you are high on him, but you know, we'll have to see what happens. So, let me ask you this 
Superflex, startup. It goes, you know, Allen, Hertz, Mahomes, whatever, Lamar. And we are sitting at the 1.05. Is there, is it Stroud easy for you? And if I say, okay, Stroud goes five, we have 106. I guess what I'm asking is, what are what are you thinking right at that 105, 106 there? Is it those guys or are you looking elsewhere? It's Stroud, and if not, I'm looking at like Dak, Burrow, Herbert. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at those guys for me. Um, not Anthony Richardson. Not Anthony Richardson. And for me, so. it's in that second. It's weird. It's like in that first tier, it's really like, like those elite Konami's, right? You got Josh Allen. I mean, Mahomes is not a Konami, but you know he's mobile, uh, and it's Mahomes. And then you got for me, it's like Hurts, Jackson, or Jackson Hurts, right? And that's like kind of my first yeah. tier. And then my second tier. Kind of more of those traditional pocket passers. I do have Dak in there, and Dak's a little bit more mobile. Uh, Herbert's mobile too, but Stroud, Herbert, Burrow, Prescott, kind of in whatever order you want to say, that's my second tier. Uh, and then my third tier is like that Purdy, Lawrence, Murray, Tua, Richardson, which is I'm just not sure what I want to do with these guys. Like, do they go up or do they go down? So they're kind of in like my purgatory of a sense. Like, but that's yeah. the end of like my quarterback ones, right? That's 13 quarterbacks, but that's really my QB ones, right? So yeah. if you're in that list, like you're pretty good standing, but it's broken. That QB one, you know, I guess grouping is broken into three tiers. So that's kind of how I've organized my rankings right now. I think the guys that are most um, interesting in that discussion are the Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Anthony Richardson, because of the upside they possess. We'll get to those two here in a moment, but I, I do kind of agree with you that um, that Stroud is that guy. I don't have any issues. So if we were there at the 105 and we're splitting the difference, I'm okay taking Stroud. I would have no issue pushing the button for C.J. Stroud over Anthony Richardson. But I, I do think Anthony Richardson uh, has a potential Cam Newton season in him if he can stay healthy for the whole season. And, you know, you mentioned the health. It's like, I mean, are, are we really saying this kid who's like 6'4", 6'5", 245 pounds and built like he is is like brittle or anything? I, you know, I think it's just freak. I, 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 You know, look, anybody can get hurt on any play at the NFL, but I don't think he's injury prone. And if you're going to get an injury discount on Anthony Richardson, I say take it. Uh, the next team on the list is the Houston Texans with C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, I made a trade during the season. I traded a, a, a future first and T. Higgins – for Tank Dell, uh, no, for for Nico Collins and Devon Aiching. So basically, you know, if you say I, I traded a late future first because it's a great team, late future first for Aiching, and then I basically swapped Collins and Higgins. If you think that way, I at the time when I made the trade thought I was giving up too much in in in, a, in the difference between Higgins and Nico Collins. But if you look at like keep trade cut or even many rankings, including my, my very own right now, uh, you'll see that they're much closer together than they were before, especially given the fact that he's got a really good rapport with CJ Stroud. What do you think about Nico Collins? And is he a top 24 dynasty wide receiver for us right now? He's right on that cusp. I have my 25, um, and it's just because it's crowded at tw- up 24 up above him, right? It's just it's just crowded there. But he has jumped up quite a bit. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think that, that gap has trimmed down a lot, you know, uh, between 
uh, Higgins and Nico Collins, especially considering where Nico Collins was at the beginning of the year uh, and where T, T was. Uh, T's lost some value, I think, over the year, uh, although he can gain a lot back depending on where he ends up in the offseason. Uh, yeah. But then Nico Collins, like you said, the just the chemistry he has with C.J. Stroud already, um, just incredible. Um, so I, I do think that that's a, a nice, exciting pairing to kind of look forward to. We get to our first team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, where the quarterback is question mark, right? The Kenny Pickett investment is not big enough for them to have to consider Kenny Pickett for 2024. They don't have to do that at all. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trash Kansky or whatever. He's awful. Mason Rudolph has afforded himself well. I think he's probably one of the best 65 quarterbacks in the league. Probably should have a backup seat in the league. I don't think he's one of the top 30 players, and therefore I don't think he deserves a starting role. But he's he's done pretty well. But that just means that Pittsburgh doesn't have one of the 35 best quarterbacks in the world on their roster, and I think they're going to look to do so. You know, it's like I guarantee you if they're trying to win football games, they'd rather have Joe Flacco than any of the shit bags they have there now. What do you think of how we should be looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because they don't have a premium draft pick. I mean, might they be one of these teams that takes a, you know, a late first on, I mean, it just seems like such a misallocation of assets, but you know, on a, whatever these JJ McCarthy types or whatever, I don't know what, you know, whoever might be the guy that's available. Uh, maybe they can move up for Penix, although Penix just showed well in the bowl He'd probably go in a lot sooner than they would like to see him go. I mean, I just wonder what they're going to do at the quarterback position, you know, because if they go out and get, even if it's Flacco or, you know, Minshew or whatever, I'm just naming guys, but like any guy like that, it's still kind of just lateral move anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do um, in Pittsburgh. It seems like a bit of a mess overall, not just quarterback, but every everywhere else. And if we're looking at what, what, what we're going to do with that situation, I'm probably avoiding anything to yeah. do with Pittsburgh right now. I mean, if I have players on, you know, like Najee or Jalen Warren or Pickens or Deontay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep them. I'm going to hold them. You know, I'm not going to do anything with it, but um, I'm not going to probably actively look to acquire them. A, the situation with the quarterback. B, all those players are named off have some type of ward that caused me, like, to avoid them. Pickens, overhyped right now because of recency bias. Same with kind of Jalen Warren. I do like Jalen Warren. I just think he's, like, too expensive for, like, what he yeah. is. Um, yeah. Najee Harris, like, I don't, I don't want any piece of him. It's, like, just wasted, you know, at this time. I mean, he, if you have him, you just – you ride him, right? But I'm just not going to go, yeah. go, go acquire him. And Deontay. No. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah. It looks like Baker Mayfield probably earned himself season two in Tampa Bay. Is that what you think will happen? I mean, is is Baker Mayfield worth a buy right now? Yeah, I I, I think so. But he kind of had a meltdown last week against the Saints. So, I know, I know. Like, that's the one that, like, if you won that and they locked the playoffs up, like, they, they clinched, then it's yeah. like, yeah, you, you should be sending – it offers for Baker right now, right? Like, don't wait. But now, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe this actually opens up the window for us to now yeah. go get Baker. And I do think he's a he's a buy. Yeah, I mean, he could be a top thirty-two player, and you know, top. You know, in other words, I think when the when the I, he could be the Tampa Bay quarterback next year, and if he is, 
you could do worse. You know, you could as as a quarterback two three on your superflex roster. Again, you know, we're talking superflex. Obviously, whenever you're talking about buying Baker Mayfield, there's no other sentence that makes sense in unless it's a twelve man or more superflex league. Other than that, who gives a shit? Uh, speaking of who gives a shit, no, I'm joking. Jordan Love, Jordan Love. You know, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2024. And I don't even think there's really much of a question about it. You know, he was just good enough to secure that. They're 8-8. Eight and eight, So, like, you know, not great, but he's been prolific but erratic, just like I predicted that I thought he might get prolific and erratic, and he's been that. He's got great weapons. You know, I mean, well, he's got one, Jaden Reed. Yeah. Jaden Reed might be a superstar. We call that motherfucker – we were all over Jaden Reed all the way all the way along. We've got so much Jaden Reed. Like the only time I don't have Jaden Reed is when like you have Jaden Reed or like in my listener league and at home league, people know I like Jaden Reed. They snipe me on his ass. Like I have Jaden Reed wherever someone didn't fucking trade up or take him at a spot where he shouldn't have been taken because I was taking Jaden Reed absolutely everywhere. Jaden Reed, let me ask you a question. Jaden Reed or Cooper Cup in Dynasty? Damn. Damn. Yeah. Someone offers you, you're holding Cooper. They offer you Jaden Reed straight up. I'm just taking Jaden Reed, man. Just take it. Me too, baby. Fuck it. Just take it. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Just take it. Here's a tougher one. Here's a tougher one. This is fucking crazy. Jaden Reed or Drake London? Wow, man. Right? I I only want to say Drake London because like the prospect <laughs> hype, like the prospect profile, which is wrong though. Right? That's like wrong. It's I think so. I think right? it's wrong. I think it's Jaden Reed. <sighs> wow. So here's a here's a better one, like you know where it's like it puts you to the test. Jaden Reed or Rashi Rice? Oh, Jaden Reed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I, I like I like I like Rashi a little bit more. So I oh, mean, not, not more than not more than Jaden, but more than. You, I guess I'm a little uh, closer. Oh no, you know, like you, I, you know, I, I you could I, make me feel funny about it. You know, I, I'd be I, like, oh, maybe you're. Right. Oh, oh, I didn't like Jade. I didn't like Rashi Rice at all. Like at all. At all. And um, yeah, I have not like wide receiver thirty ish right now. Yeah, like, I, I have yeah. him really high. Um, like I mean, so like so like so like you're holding Devonte Adams. You're holding Devonte Adams, and someone says, "Hey man, I'll, I'll send you Rashi for him." Uh, no. See, I, I might consider that. I, I just wouldn't because, like I was saying, with the whole Devonte thing, like Devonte yeah. is probably my key target in Dynasty this year. Um, I love it. off season. Like, and I'm gonna try to strike early because I know, like, like you said, I think you hit it on the head earlier. It's once any kind of rumblings kind of continue to go out there, because it's not like I'm the only person that thinks that or heard that. Like <laughs> right. you, know, you have, right. and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like insider info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's very uncommon. But then it's it's one of those things we just think ahead of the market, right? The masses. Yes. We just want to act. That's correct. I just want to act before this other person did. That's it. That's right. Right. Yeah. You you basically you, you know you see keep trade cut does this where like you see that it's almost like a stock price where their value is going to go up or down based off shit that happens. And in the off season, it can move and they didn't play any games. It's just like information comes out and they, their price goes up. Well, that's what you're looking at. You're like, well, I would rather buy the guy whose price will go up and sell the guy whose price will go down. That's, you know, if they're equally valued today, but one's going to go down, one's going to go up. Let's swap those motherfuckers. And that's really what you're talking about, which is exactly right. One of the sneaky spots where a quarterback change could be imminent. We mentioned him in the duds 
Is Seattle and Geno Smith? Is it possible Geno might be no longer the starter in 2024 for the Seahawks? Or you think they're just going to give him one more shot and see how it goes? I, that's kind of what I think will happen. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll give him one more shot, but then I don't think they're going to be nervous about maybe adding a a quarterback somewhere in the draft. Like obviously yeah. they're not going to have yeah. an early pick, but you know, taking a quarterback and developing. Yep. Um, I, I could see that for sure. I could see that for sure, for sure. I agree with that. Maybe even a free agent type player. Like mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the contracts yet. And it's not something I've done, but like, you know, you look at a guy like Jake Browning. I don't know what his situation is, but I think he's going to actually be um, a priority. I would make him a priority if I'm running a team. Like, you know, I'm the, the Patriots own, you know, if, like obviously we're going to get a top pick, but like, you know, you're, you're, you're without a quarterback. It's like, Hey man, let's see. Like, for especially Seattle, that'd be a perfect spot for Browning where he could, you know, hey, you were Gino and he's still young. If he's, you know, maybe he can grow a little bit and Browning can make something of himself. I don't know, man. I think you could do a little worse than 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 adding a guy like that. There's there's a number of players like that uh, that, that that could find their way onto a roster. And then we get to the really interesting one, which is the New Orleans Saints, who have uh, Derek, David, whatever their stupid names is, Carr. Plus, they have Jameis Winston, who Jameis, by all accounts, is the biggest fucking idiot and child in the NFL, which I love, by the way. I want him to play all the time. But I don't know that if, if I'm a multi-billion dollar owner with a multi-billion dollar franchise, I'd want Jameis and his antics, you know, fucking sowing my fate. And I think that's why he hasn't played because he's super talented. Um, but I'm not so so sure he gets a chair at the end of it all. What do you think about uh, the Saints and whatever car they have and uh, and Jameis? Yeah, Jameis is a free agent this year or now. Nice unrestricted free agent. Browning. I was nice. looking it up. I was looking it up while you're um you're talking about Browning. So Browning, the Bengals hold exclusive rights to him, so like they can probably mm. match or I think that's how it works. Uh, Winston, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's a free agent now. So he's free to nice. free to go with any team. So he's gonna be on the market, man, and that could be quite interesting. On uh, if he ends somewhere else, because uh, obviously, like you said, the Saints aren't gonna start him over Carr, uh, and they weren't never going to because they signed Carr. Um, right. But yeah, Carr Carr was seems so. Ah oh, man, like like just like what we expected. I guess what we expected, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, that situation is weird. I, they did draft what Jay Kaner. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, would they, will they, will they maybe give him a shot? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. yeah will they give like, him a yeah. shot? Will they give him a shot? Yeah. Is he is he someone just to kind of consider just having? I mean, I have him on a few rosters. I know he's on a lot of waiver wires. Um, yeah, probably worth just and not a crazy him. pickup actually yeah, because just, you know he seems like he's fourth on the depth chart, but in a minute he could be second because you know Taysom feels like uh, a guy on the depth chart, but he's not really. He's just yep. he's not. You know. So yeah, he he absolutely. And if you're betting against David, Derek, or any of the Car brothers, not a bad bet to make. What about in Denver? Sounds like they're fucking gonna release Russell Wilson at whatever time it is that they can release him, where they lose the least mo- amount of money before the season. I think it's like post July first or whatever. But sounds like at some point Russell Wilson is gonna be kicked to the fucking proverbial curb. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> and, and and does he find a starting spot someplace? I think he does. I think he does. Right, Atlanta Form, or something. Like formal that. Super Bowl champion, Russell Raiders. Wilson. I mean, he had a yeah. good season this year. I mean, he did not have a bad season this year. So, um, 
Yeah, I actually asked the question: Is Russell Wilson's value going to go up or down once he's released? And a lot of people were saying that his value is going to go down. I'm like, how is it going to go down? Like, he's going to sign with another team. You know, yeah. I mean, most, I mean, most, yeah. all likely he's going to sign with another team, and he's going to be with a coach that doesn't hate his guts. Minnesota, right? Minnesota, I mean, there's a, Atlanta. There's a, there's a yeah. couple of spots. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, so. Denver is going to be looking for a quarterback, Pittsburgh? and I wonder what they do. Oh, Pittsburgh, right there, you go, right. So, what does Denver do? What are they doing? They're not Stidham. They don't bring, have a pick. Bring bring Jameis to the Mile High. Let's fucking go. <laughs> that would, that would Marvin work. Mims to the moon, <laughs> right? Yeah, fucking throw it way Winston, the fuck down Winston, there. Bro. Winston would unlock Marvin Mims, I think. For, <laughs> That's you know, a fact. Right? That's actually true. <laughs> right? It would either be a touchdown to Marvin Mims or a or- touchdown to whatever team they're playing. That's right. <laughs> touchdowns, a, touchdowns a flurry. Yeah. Yeah. Excessive amounts of fucking touchdowns, one way or the other. Motherfucker could go 40 for 40. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, Burrow comes back. Browning is currently browning himself um uh t higgins uh is a free agent his value is going to go up yeah his value is going to skyrocket once he goes to a new team might as well buy t higgins today like literally right now like you know trojan horse trade like you can't even make it seem like you're trying to get t higgins because they'll be like wait what why are you trying to get oh free agent thing like you got to be a little sneaky. Just, you know, some people are going to be hip to what you're doing. Most people will. If you're playing sharp leagues, they're going to be like, bro, don't do it. You're fucking embarrassing yourself. But it is worth a shot because he's going to sign some places. Value is going to go up. So even if you have to make an on, uh, like an overpay today, might feel like an underpay in 10 months. That's all I'll say. More than likely, right? 100%. Yeah, I mean, more than likely. 80%. It's like he's going to be like in a better situation. Very, very hard for me to imagine that he signs like someplace where he's like, what? Why did he do that? What the fuck is he doing? You know what I mean? Like signs in Minnesota where it's like, what? You're behind Jefferson and Addison's there too. What are you doing? Like, you know, I just don't see something like that. So anyway, speaking of Minnesota, they're next. Cousins? Cousins? I think they're going to run it back with Cousins. Yeah. I think so. Why wouldn't they, dude? Right? Fucking love cousins right now. Like they gotta love cousins right now too, because Jaron Hall, what a fucking dumbass move they made. Wow. Playing man. Jaron Hall. Dude, he almost cost me he dude? almost cost me so many championships because not throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson or any or anybody for that matter. But but someone I played in the final in the final had to start Jaron Hall in a superflex. Ooh. So uh, so he was projected to win until until he started Jared Hall in the final. Bro, I think that 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 fourteen teamer. I think maybe that's where I played against. I played against Jaron Hall on a fucking championship for some money too, and I think that might have been the spot. And it was like, bro, not a good not a good look for Jaron Hall as he was not doing anything. Let me see if that's right. No, I played Bryce Young in that league. That's the thing. It's like I won the ch- championship in that fourteen team deep. My my quarterbacks are Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> How good is that, right? Like that yep. just shows you that some leagues, like you can cobble together a, a, a championship squad. You know, obviously you're, you're never going to. That's why I like these deeper leagues because it does play to your like skill set. Whereas, like if you play in like a ten team start eight, like 
whatever, dude. It's like either you had the guy or you didn't have the guy. Like you had McCaffrey and fucking CeeDee Lamb. Okay, great. You win. Fine. But like when you play in these deeper leagues, it's like, no, man. I was able to like Nico Collins. I had Devontae Adams in that team. He fucking went crazy this, you know, in the, in, in, uh, in the championship. So, yeah, it's fun. There you go. Anyway, that's the that's my two cents. So, um, okay, here's the big one. This is the big one. Big, big one. What would you do and what do you think they'll do? Justin Fields, Chicago. We run the team. What are we doing? Drafting uh, Caleb Williams, man. Yeah, I think so. What do you think they'll do? They're going to keep Fields. They're probably going to trade back. Totally agree. Totally agree with this take. Bingo. We didn't talk about this pre-show. What would I do? What should I do? I think that's exactly what they're going to do is the wrong thing. I draft Caleb Williams. I trade Justin Fields. And it hurts me to do that because you know how much I love Justin Fields. Like, this isn't an I think Fields sucks. Like, so what's interesting is, like, I find that the conversation on Twitter is, I like Fields. I think he's good. Therefore, I want to keep him. Or Fields is not as good as everybody says he is, so therefore they should trade him and draft Caleb Williams. I actually think Fields is better than people think he is, but I still think I would trade him, take Caleb Williams, and go from there. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, because you could still get a really good – you still get Caleb Williams and you get more picks and more players to build around Caleb Williams. Yes, on a rookie deal. Right? Like, yeah, it just makes me, more easy. sense. Yeah, yeah, it just makes more sense. Yeah, Dynasty Game Theory 101, I think that we agree on that. It's it's not an easy decision. Um, there's more to it than just that, but I think that that's the gist of it. I agree with you. But I do think they're going to keep Fields based on his play lately, which, dude, just for me and how I feel about this kid, I'm so happy that he's playing well because fuck everybody who hates him. Like, it really pisses me off because I think he's a bit better than people give him credit for. I don't think he's been coached up. I think he's definitely a flawed player. He's not like, oh, elite, but come on, man. The kid's fucking unbelievable. Like one of the best athletes of all time at the quarterback position and playing pretty good throwing the football. Not elite at all. Just like kind of good. And that's good enough in this league to to be competitive, but not good enough to get you where you want to get. So I think they're gonna have a hard time unless they really put a dope team around. They're gonna have to really put a great team around. If they do that, they might have a chance to win it with Justin Fields. For those reasons, though, what does that mean? Is Justin Fields a buy right now? Because there may be some people thinking they're going to draft Caleb Williams and that Justin Fields could be on the outside looking in. But the way I see it is wherever he goes, he's going to be a starter in this league with a contract at some point here in the next year or two. Yes? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think that's a, I think that's the right take there. So he's a buy, right? Yeah, he's a buy. Can they just trade him to Atlanta, please? And fucking fire uh you know arthur smith and like just let it be fields london pitts Bijan, please for me please do this right can we do, can we do that why can't we do that okay why can't i it? have this why okay can't i it? have this and we go to atlanta Edmund ritter obviously coming back right yeah he's so back man they're they're in love with that guy Here's the thing, like now, like we get to the bottom, it's, it's okay, Ritter, Atlanta, Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connell, Raiders, obviously Rodgers will be back with the Jets, Giants with Daniel Jones, Titans with Levis, Chargers obviously bringing Herbert back, Commanders have questions, 
Cardinals likely – that's an interesting one. Patriots need a quarterback. Carolina – so there's like one, two, three, four. There's a bunch of spots here where there's like some 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 spots for some quarterbacks to find new homes, whether that be through the draft. And we're going to go through that real quickly. But like Atlanta, I think they need to sign someone. I think they need to do the Russell Wilson thing or something like that. That seems to make the most sense for Atlanta, doesn't it? Yep, I think so. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Raiders, can they go with Aiden O'Connell? I don't think they no, can. they cannot. So what are they going to do? Bring Jimmy G back? No. They can't do that they either. Cannot, they cannot bring Jimmy G back. What are they going to do then, bro? Like, are they, they're going to be what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, pick nine or some shit like that. Eight they or might, nine. They, eight, they might nine, draft nine, a quarterback. Ten. They might draft a quarterback. There? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I I'm see, sure I they'd love to. I could see that. Is that they, a panic they, spot? They might, yeah. They might just reach, if anything, too, right? Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if Penix would reach that nine. I don't know because I, I just don't know the draft. Me neither. Me but, neither. But that's I'm just saying, like Jaden yeah. Daniels yeah. probably doesn't get to nine or whatever. You know, yeah, like obviously, yeah. I think they'd if they if you told them right now, yeah, yeah, yeah you just have Jaden Daniels next. They'd be like, all right, fine, done, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Okay, so cool. Like, thanks. Yeah, 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 like we can, we can lock that in right now. Like, what what button do we press? You know. So I think that is like pie in the sky, and like Penix could be like, oh, oh, okay, fine, 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 fine. Penix, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. That that's right? so that like, that feels the Raider way, right? That feels like the Raider way. Yeah, I mean, or Jameis, right? Jameis, Jameis in black. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I mean, I could see Russell Wilson as a Raider for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, they, they at least have they at least have their their coach, right? I mean, you think they? I mean, I think they should bring Pierce back. This motherfucker is like, he's, he's cool. I mean. Yeah, he's cool. he's cool. Fuck it. What are they what are they looking for? Like if you're not looking for a guy that guys will go out and play hard for and like it's fine. Like that to me, he seems like the guy I'd give the job to. Jets get Aaron Rodgers. I think this is the resurgence of Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson probably a buy at this point because I think he's a top four or five or six if you hate him, dynasty wide receiver. So go get Garrett Wilson while someone might be a little bit sour and wondering what's gonna happen. Maybe too late. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson put up thousand yards. With exactly. <laughs> it's like with Trevor Simeon and whoever throwing in the ball, Zach Wilson. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, Jets could have used a guy like Joe Flacco if ever they could get their hands on a guy like that, or Mike White. If imagine if someone like that could be on their team. If only. Anyway, if only. If only. <laughs> New York Giants. Daniel Jones starter twenty twenty four. Yes. Probably has to be. Didn't they? Didn't yeah, they throw a they, bunch of? They threw yeah. a bunch of money at him. He has to be. Yeah, he has to be. Poor, poor Giants fans. They could have just franchise tagged him. Yeah, no, no, no give him the big deal. It's better. <laughs> it's way better for everybody involved, especially Daniel Jones's agent. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Will Levis showed enough to be the starter yeah. on day one in twenty twenty four. True or false? True. True. Right. Yeah. I think it's true. Yeah. True. Do they? They they probably I mean because they're gonna have a high pick too. They're, Will they be tempted? I think they build around Will Levis. Okay, like take a tackle or something. Or yeah, I, I was gonna say take uh, build build a line right because their, their line yeah. is pretty decimated now, right? They got old yeah. and fell apart. Yeah, yeah. So all right, we agree. Chargers, obviously Herbert. My gosh, the, there's Herbert lovers and Herbert haters. I don't know. I, 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a lover. Dubious. I'm a lo- lover, but I'm I'm about to become a hater, possibly. Yeah, you're hurt. You've been hurt. Are you okay? I'm okay. I, you know, you know what's funny is I have minimal exposure to him, but I, I've I've always chased more. But I'm yeah, not chasing. Any, I'm not chasing anymore. No. That's for sure. <laughs> no, like Herbert or Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty. I'll take Herbert. Herb- Herbert, yeah, me too. Herbert. Yeah, I, I agree. By the way, but it's only like, because it's Lawrence, closer than it was. Yeah, you know? only because Lawrence just feels like such damaged goods, right? Right? It just, yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> I don't think he sucks, but it's fun to say. It's like, yeah, I think, I think he's, I think Trevor Lawrence is a buy low. And, and there was like, there was the the meme that I kept posting, like Lawrence wearing the McDonald's uniform with the McDonald's hat and the McDonald's oh, shirt, shit. right? Oh, and shit. I just, and yeah. I just can't get that out of my head. Yeah, like the McDonald's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. send that meme to your league where you want to trade for him and make the other owner <laughs> yes. feel real bad about owning him and then send the trade value like a little like a couple weeks later. Yeah, it's gotta do that's it. That's the that's the way to play it. That's, do this it. Dynasty Game Theory 101, deep dives, edges. This is what we're this is why we make the big bucks. This is why we're so good at this. This is the after hours. <laughs> this is the after hours. It's part actually of the show. literally a good it's actually smart. It is. It's actually smart. It is. It is smart. Uh commanders. Commanders. They're gonna draft a quarterback. Oh, they want to drop. They, they, they are. They're in the two spot right now. Did you know this? Commanders in the two, two. Wow. Yeah, yeah they've locked up. Well, locked up as long as they lose, and they're gonna. I mean, Jesus, imagine. I mean, they know. have they have a new owner, so they're gonna take a quarterback. Yes. No, they this are. is quarterback spot for them. Drake May or whatever. Yeah, man. Two yeah. spot, just take them. Yeah, just replace one North Carolina quarterback with the other. Ooh, wow. Just go to North Carolina quarterback. It's so good. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. So what happens to Sam Howell? Just back up. Sam Howell is such an interesting job. case study. Like, yeah. Right. Wasn't he like, yes. Found money. Like, I mean, I was taking laughs. I'm like, I got this guy in the fourth round. Like, ha ha ha. This guy's like a yeah. QB five, top five quarterback. I'm laughing to the yeah. bank. And then all of a sudden, like, wait, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't playing him ever on my dynasty teams because I had like he was like my third or fourth best quarterback, if that, you know. So I never played him. So yeah. I never really noticed like what he was actually doing, you know, on my bench. Um, right. And then, and then, right. And then he actually yeah. got benched. I'm like, wait, I thought he was doing good. <laughs> Damn, I should have sold him when I when I when I had a chance. So yes, yeah, you I, definitely should have sold him. I had the chance. I I think I was a little bit wrong about Sam Howell. I feel like I was right, wrong, wrong, right, right again, wrong again about him. Like he's definitely a bit of an enigma. And I think, um, you know, I think he's going to bounce around the league. I mean, he's clearly talented enough. to. I think he's, you know what he is? I know what he is. He's the perfect backup quarterback because he can come in and light fire. He's, he's really in that Gardner Minshew fucking mold where it's like, if he's taken over the team for four or five games, you're like, dude, we could win all these fucking games. Like we might lose them all, but we could win every one of them. We're going to be in every game. We're going to have a puncher's chance. You know, he, he throws haymakers. He's, he's, he's prolific enough where he can make some downfield throws. He's got some balls, but he's too erratic, takes too many sacks, not enough awareness, like not quite good enough, but kind of, kind of prolific. He's interesting player. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having him, you know, just kind of as a, you know, emergency quarterback on my on my dynasty team. Yeah, I like that take. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be a starter no. come twenty twenty four. That's for sure. Absolutely not. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple like 
you know, yeah, he yeah, yeah, he's gonna know, start. He he'll start some games. The, he'll start some games. He'll earn but, like the first week or whatever, and then it's like Drake may starting week two. <laughs> Exactly. You know I mean? yeah, exactly. whatever, yeah. yeah, he'll start a couple of games or if someone gets yeah. hurt, he'll come in and fill in a, a few spots, like you said. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray feels like a buy yet again. Yeah, man. Uh, like, you know, it's one of those, you know, right, then I'm wrong, then I'm right, and then I'm wrong again. And yep. yeah, I mean, you know, because I famously came on and we we did the Kyler Murray takedown. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and he came in and looks looks like, you know, he actually kept the team successful enough to obviously protect himself and now makes it very interesting with what the Cardinals might do and Kyler Murray's stock so like before I was saying oh his stock's going down this and that they're gonna bring in Caleb and now I'm like well what if they bring in Marvin right right and then he got McBride and you know that then it started to look like a fun team yeah Marquise Brown Marquise Brown yeah Michael Wilson yeah. and fucking Marvin Harrison Jr. is a, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's with, real stuff. While I'm while I'm there, I don't know if Michael Carter is a free agent, but um go go pick him up if you can off the waiver wire if he's free. I mean don't don't go trade for him, but Michael Carter, if you can add him and if hmm. he's gonna be a Cardinal next year, might be interesting. I don't know if he is gonna be a Cardinal, but Michael Carter like just put a pin on that one. And somehow or another, I've been watching my New England Patriots kick ass year after year after year. And somehow I'm at the 31st best team in the NFL. And I finally get to my fucking stupid, awful New England Patriots who I heard Bill Simmons say they have the worst offensive skill positions in the entire fucking league. And you know what? He's right. They're awful. It's not they don't close. have anything. It's not close. Uh, quarterback, tight end, running back, wide receivers, they have the absolute stone worst skill positions in the NFL. And it fucking hurts my sensibilities. I don't know what to do about it. Their quarterbacks are awful. They played Bailey Zappi, who turned the ball over like five times in the first half, and they still almost beat excuse me, still almost beat the Bills. What the fuck? We need to get the trade with the Chicago Bears, to move up and get Caleb Williams. Please, God, give us Caleb Williams. Do you think Do you think Belichick's going to be able to pull it off? Or is he going to be around to pull it off? You know, Bill Simmons said something else. And, I, you know, because I'm talking about the New England Patriots and my Boston sports teams, I'm allowed to bring up Bill Simmons from the ringer. The Boston sports guy. He was talking about how he wanted the um, – for Bill Belichick to stay, but not be the GM. And while that sounds good, I don't think there's any possible way that happens. Like, I just can't envision the conversation between Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick where he's like, yeah, dude, fucking 100% we're into you, but totally not into you the way that, you know, like we're going to change the whole fucking thing. Like, I don't know how that, I just don't know how that conversation, like, I guess you could just be like, Bill, you're the best coach in the NFL, but you're one of the worst GMs. Like, do you, can you say that to him? I don't know how that comes across where it's not like, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know how that's possible. Cause I tend to agree with Bill in this regard that like, if we can get Bill, Bill Belichick back the coach, but not the GM, fuck. Yeah, bro. Sign me up. But because he comes as a package deal, I just don't want him around because he's so bad as a GM 
that I'm just terrified of what he's going to do. Although you can't really screw up if they just trade up a fucking couple of picks to the pick one and grab yourself Caleb and move on from there. But I mean, we've heard that story before with, with Bryce young, but what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, you know, your teams, I don't know too much about like the behind the scenes stuff, but yeah, man, it's, it's not the same, you know? And I don't know if he's just not in touch with like the, how the games change or what's, what's different. Right. But it's definitely different in new England. You can't just say, Oh, Brady's not there anymore. And that's, that's the reason. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. I just but, think, I yeah, just think, look, Nick, I think it's this, man. You you know, it's like he's 70 fucking years old or something like that. Like, it's a, those are two huge jobs. You know, like, I don't know. Like, he took Curtis Strange or whatever. Is, no, not Curtis. Uh, what's the fucking – is that his name? Whatever, the Strange fucking guard. I think it's – I think I'm mixing up with some guys. But, like, the, the he took a guard that was like – nobody had him as, like, more than a fourth or fifth round pick and took him the first round. It's not that this guy, this, 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 um, this guard's a bad guard or whatever, but like, you don't understand value and like how to move. Like it just, it just shows he took this kicker. He's the worst kicker in the league at pick one twelve or some shit. Like what the fuck are we doing? You know, like these are just bad decisions on like without knowing anything. Like, why are we taking a kicker at one twelve? It turns out he's a bad kicker. So that's also fucking terrible, but like we're taking a guard that was projected to be in the, you know, after pick 100, we're taking him at pick 28 or whatever it is. It's like all these things are like, no, 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 don't do that at all. Never do those decisions. No matter. It's not a player evaluation. It's just that you're not capable of managing the value of your assets in that way and coach the team. I think he's still capable of coaching the team potentially, but I'm, I'm also dubious of that. I've been saying, I've been calling for him to go, again, not because I don't love him as a coach, but because I just think that those two jobs and the the power that he has amassed, rightfully so, over the years is hard to put back in the box and you know put back in the package. And I think for those reasons, I think he, he should go and we should try and get younger, rebuild, get Caleb a guy that he can grow with rather than like, Oh, hey, when are you retiring, dude? Who's going to coach me this year? You know what I mean? It just feels like a bad match. And 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 for all those reasons, I would just love to see the the, the whole uh, organization take a, a, a you know restart. Yeah, I like that, man. I, I think you, you you put it very eloquently there. I, I think that yeah. uh, makes a lot of sense. Mac Jones sucks too, also on top of it. Um, but who knows how bad Mac Jones sucks or not? He's definitely got to go someplace else. He might find himself... He might be a buy low actually in, in Dynasty. I, I got to talking about my team, but I think Mac Jones could be a buy low. Um, is is last team Carolina Panthers, and we go home and we we call it a night. It's been a long one. It's fine. People love it. You missed last week's show. You get to listen to two full shows this week. God bless you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Two hours. What the fuck am I crazy? Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young. Is he any good? I think you know what I think he is good, you know. Like I, I, he had a bad rookie year, you know, and it's not all his fault, right? I think that right. that franchise is a dumpster fire already, for sure, right? So like the situation he's in is already bad, which yeah does beg the question. Then I mean, is he going to be broken? Like, are they breaking right. him permanently? Sam Darnold, yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold or. Trevor Lawrence, but then we did see Trevor, and there was an article in ESPN. I was just reading 
about how there's like that kind of that corollary between Bryce Young's rookie year and Trevor Lawrence's and, you know, can yeah. he make that second year leap and, you know, all this. And I think Trevor Lawrence had reached out to Bryce Young and they had some conversations. I don't think Bryce Young is bad. I think it's kind of product of my environment type a little bit there as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was sacked like 60 times. It's something crazy, like sacked six times in the last game and, you know, just no protection. Doesn't really have yeah. great weapons. I mean, they traded That's away DJ Moore, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think Bryce Young probably is a buy because I think people are definitely scared that he's just going to be a complete bust. And look, he might be, but I think as a as a quarterback too, somewhere in there, um, you know, God, the, the trade that, you know, probably should have made at some point was the Sam Howell for Bryce Young during the season. I wish I would have had wow. that take. That would have been a strong take. Cause, wow. No, because you could have done it. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, you could have done it. I mean, you know, whatever. You had to add a third here. Yeah, it was yeah, basically yeah. you could have done it even value at some point. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, missed that All one. All right, buddy. We did it. We talked about every team in the league. We fucking we sucked it dry. We did, we, man. Uh, we 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 jumped on Tony Pollard and Austin Eckler's dead corpse, and we did it. Yeah, man, put a nice bow on 23. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, went, yeah. Went, went back, right? Covered some of our uh, good and bad takes, right? Um, yeah. Did a little bit of everything. That account, hashtag Reed. accountability. Um, we did it. Marvin Mims, is he going to be good? Are we going to win the Marvin Mims one, or are we going to lose that one? Well, we'll win once James Winston has there. James, and, uh, yes. Once he has there. Yeah, book, for bookmark, sure. Bookmark James that take, right? James Winston, Denver Broncos, Marvin Mims. Let's go. Wow. That's Let's it. fucking do it. <laughs> Let's do it. God bless you guys. Hey, thank you to everybody. This was a long show. I'm sure some of you were absolutely fiending for a long show. I know you guys like the long shows. We gave it to you. We went through 32 teams at the quarterback position. My God, that seems ridiculous to do in, in one show. We are absolutely lunatics. I love all of you guys. Everybody who's a listener, loyal listener, I am so grateful for you. I hope you love the show. Give me feedback. Even if you hate it, fucking tell me what you hate about the show. Tell me what you love about the show. You know, tell Chalk how much you love him. Oh, any guests you want to see for the upcoming season for, um, we're going to have so many cool guests. I'm sure we're going to have JJ Zacharyson and, you know, John Lobb and Felix Sharp and Ray GQ and Scott Connor and all the, all the, all the great guests. I'm, I'm going to get Danny Kelly on the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have, I'm going to try and get Matt Waldman again. I know there's just only so many shows. Zach Reed, I love. Um, we're going to have a lot of a lot of great guests. We're going to have a great um, show that's going to uncover all of the prospects going forward. It's going to be prospect talk all season, all spring, all winter. I can't wait. I love you all. Thank you so much. Chalk, say goodbye. Yeah, thanks everybody for um, listening to Jax and I go off for a couple hours. Um, you know, I hope everyone had a good holiday and you know starts off a new year with the bang. And best of luck to you in this off season. Yeah, love you, brother. All right, man. On behalf of everybody here at the Undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at the Undrafted, including a very, 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 very sad Philadelphia Eagles fan, Mister. Michael, peace for Philadelphia. Duncan, you have been joined by the Chalk. I am Jax Falcone, and we are...
out. 